You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. <laughs> It's episode four, and we're back with another edition of the BIH Show, the new podcast from British Ice Hockey, featuring some of the big names in the sport. Hello there, I'm Craig Anderson, and it's another packed show for you as we get an alternate view from the world of ice hockey in this country. On this week's show, we caught up with Great Britain women's and Solihull Vixens captain Saffron Allen to discuss the WNIHL, their unusual title success, and focus on 2021 with GB. Olympic badminton silver medalist Gail Ems is on the show this week to talk about her team, Milton Keynes Lightning, and how she fell in love with them. And following on from Robert Lackowitz last week, Manchester Storm's Zach Sullivan has a go at Puckmaster. Will he do better? You'll have to listen and find out. All that's to come on the BIH show, but first, let's go around the rinks with the latest news. You're listening to the BIH Show. B-I-H. From BritishIceHockey.co.uk. This is BIH News. We start in Cardiff with the news late last week that Captain Joey Martin would be returning to the Devils for a seventh straight campaign. He's the Devils' all-time scorer in the Elite League era, a record he claimed last year overtaking Max Burbrier. And Martin has won two league titles, two Challenge Cups and two playoff titles as well. The coach, Andrew Lord, hailed his captain as one of the reasons why they've enjoyed the success they've had in recent years. He told the website, Joey's been a huge reason why we've been able to do what we've done over the last six seasons. He's proven to be one of the top players in the league every single season. And as the league got better and better, so did he. His dedication and work ethic keeps him improving every year and is a great role model on and off the ice. In the NIHL, Blackburn Hawks have taken the decision to basically demote themselves from NIHL North 1 to North 2. The coronavirus pandemic is behind the reason for this with the focus of safety and helping their team in their long-term objectives. The statement on their website said, well, it's no current date for league hockey to resume and no guidance in relation to restrictions placed on social distancing at sports events. It is expected that this information will start to emerge 
prior to the UK government's COVID-19 recovery strategy scheduled for early July. The decision has been made after careful consideration of all possible options with a focus on player, volunteer and customer safety. And once the English Ice Hockey Association have agreed the league format for next season, including starting dates for the league, then they will update the Blackburn Hawks fans with more details. Back to the moves that were happening, Sheffield Steel Dogs retained one and added one as Ben Morgan went about his summer business, confirming Nathan Salem would return for his third season at the club, as well as the addition of Martin Susters from Peterborough Phantoms. Edgar's Bebris has left Swindon Wildcats to take on a new challenge with Milton Keynes Lightning. The 28-year-old picked up 65 points in 50 games for Aranel's side last season. And Raiders have also added to their roster with the signing of 20-year-old Harry Gulliver, who returns to England after a spell in Canada with Ogden Mustangs. NIHL 1 South. Raiders 2 also strengthened their roster with the additions of defenseman Robert Veers, who joins from Chelmsford Chieftains, and Jason Newman, a forward from Basingstoke Buffalo. Chelmsford cushioned the blow of losing Veers by sending utility player Dale Buckland, who arrives from Invicta Dynamos, while Moes themselves announced the return of forward Brandon Webster. There was also re-signing news as Jordan Gregory and James Warman both returned to Streatham. Josh Flory was back with Oxford City Stars, who also brought in Jay Warren on a two-way deal from Swindon Wildcats, while Melton Keynes Thunder brought back Tom Stevens, Reese Wickens and Caden Harrington-Hughes. Netminder Matthew Smittle re-signed for Slough Jets while Elliot Lewis is back with the Solent Devils. In NIHL 2 South, forward Leo Sawoncella has re-signed for the Haringey Huskies. NIHL 2 North Telford Tigers confirmed their head coach Dave Fielder would not be returning for the 2020-21 season, a decision that was mutually agreed according to the statement on the club website. And in the SNL, Murrayfield Racers confirmed two more signings this week as defenseman Ethan Reid and forward Michael Ireland were announced as returning to the Edinburgh side. Off the ice as well, Glasgow Clan and Paisley Pirates have announced a joint partnership that aims to bring benefits for both teams going forward. Clan will provide marketing and commercial assistance and Pirates will provide a pathway for young players in the west of Scotland to train and play with the Clan. Both teams of course play out of Brayhead Arena. On the BIH website as well as the Blackburn Hawks story you can also read about Ben Davis reliving the GB France game from the World Championships last year. We rehashed that from BIH show episode 1 talking about the chance he had in the first minute and of course that overtime winner. It's all there on britishicehockey.co.uk and that's your roundup for this week. This is the BIH show. The big interview. Now, it's not often that we get to chat with sports people who have Olympic medals in their cabinet, and I'm pleased to say we're about to talk to one now. As well as owning a 2004 Olympic silver medal for mixed doubles in badminton, along with partner Nathan Robertson, my next guest also has two gold medals, a silver and two bronzes from two Commonwealth Games, from the Games in Manchester in 2002 and Melbourne in 2006. Oh yeah, and a world champion as well. Nowadays she's a business coach, motivational speaker and events host and works in the media, including regular appearances on BBC Five Live show Fighting Talk. Oh yeah, and she's a huge fan of ice hockey, supporting her local team, Milton Keynes Lightning. I am of course talking about Gail Ems, MBE, need to get that in, but I'm pleased to say joins me now. Gail, thank you so much for coming on the BIH show. Before I get to your love of the Lightning, what's it like to have an Olympic medal in your collection? Well, you know, I just wear it around the house if I'm doing a bit of housework, maybe wear it on a school run, you know. It's just a, it's just an accessory these days. <laughs> um, no, you know what? It's it's awesome. Um, and, you know, I think when I was competing, it was my job to win that medal. I think now you change your, 
you know, once you've done the reflection work and you've done all that, you know, sort of analysis of why and how you got to where you were, it's only now you look back at it and think, oh my God, that was pretty cool. <laughs> you know, <laughs> actually what it took to, to do all that. So, um, yeah, you look at it very, very differently. But what I do love is going into schools and showing the kids and talking about it. Because I think for them, when they're like, look at me and go, is this the real thing? And you're like, yeah, that's the real one. They're like, oh my God. So I, I, I think that's what makes it very special is when you give that opportunity to inspire others or to kind of talk about your sporting journey. Um, yeah, to motivate. And if you, you may be young people, old people, whoever, um, that's what's really lovely about it. Well, we've got you on to talk about another sport, of course, as I said, ice hockey. I know you're a, you're a mm. bit of a fan. Milton Keynes Lightning's your team. How did you discover them and can you remember your first game? Uh, well, it's not, you know, it's all my partner's fault, Nathan Robertson. Um, I just, I was obviously aware of Milton Keynes Lightning, MK Lightning, because obviously they're in the paper a lot, and local paper. But for some reason, I've never been. And anyway, I was talking to Nathan, and Nathan and I, ironically get on better now we've stopped playing together and we've kind of matured probably a lot more than we should want than we did when we was a player um and he was he just kept going oh you know go to the ice hockey go to the ice hockey and kept going on and on and on about it and I was just like oh my god you're such a geek you know sort of like taking the mickey out of him and then he sort of like went come along you know come down and you know it's really good fun and I was a bit skeptical I have no idea why because I love my sport I don't know why I was just thinking, maybe I was thinking of like really American cheesy stuff. I don't know. I'm not a massive fan of American sports. I'm learning to get into them. And maybe I just had it in my head. It was going to be like that. And I went along. I had no idea what was going on. I can't even remember who, who we were playing. But Nathan was just jumping up and down, the music, the noise. And I just actually thought, no, it's actually quite good fun, <laughs> you know. And I thought, oh my god, I'm in Milton Keynes. I've been ice skating on that rink, and now I've actually seen some really high level sport. So yeah, I think um, I think I was I, I did actually love it, uh, you know, straight away. I, like, like I said, I had no idea what was going on. I still don't really know what's going on most of the time. <laughs> but I think it was because Nathan's enthusiasm, Nathan's passion, and his explaining it, and and because it was me and him together it kind of just felt, yeah, it was like a really good, fun evening. A lot of people that I've introduced to, to ice hockey through the years tell me it's like an assault on the senses, but in a good way. You know, you've got the action on the ice, it's so fast-paced, it's so quick, then you've got the music and the breaks of play as well. You know, you would have felt the same way, I'm, I'm sure, also. Oh, completely. I mean, I, you know, it took me a while for my eyes to get trained where the puck was as well. Because half the time I was going, I don't know where it is. Because, you know, because everyone's moving. So you think, is it over there? Is it over there? And of course it flies, you know, it can go over the nets and whatever. It's just like, oh my God, this is lethal. Um, so yeah, it took me a while to kind of get my, my head around it. And then, you know, obviously there are breaks in play and suddenly it's music blares out and people started singing. It made me jump half the time. <laughs> and then, you know, you've got the fights that happen and that was brilliant. Uh, so yeah, it was just sort of, yeah, it is the attack of the senses, and you have to you sort of go there. Not, you, it could be, you just don't know what to expect. And I've been to some games where nothing happened. It was nil-nil, and it was, it was weird, and it, was, it felt really strange. It was like, nothing has happened in this game. What is going on? And then I've been to a game where I couldn't cope because so much was happening every single second that I was just like, oh, I'm just worn out, you know, after about 20 minutes of watching. So, yeah, it's really... I mean, it's, yeah, anything can happen. You cannot, you cannot predict what is going to happen in an ice hockey match, that's for sure. 
definitely not. So can you pinpoint which players you've enjoyed watching through the years? Are there, is there some that stuck out for you that you really enjoy getting a look at? Well, I'm, yeah, well, I'm still newbie and I'm also really rubbish at names, okay? So I'm so, so sorry. Oh. But I remember, <laughs> so the reason why I remember some people's names is because I've been out drinking with them, okay? Oh, right, okay, <laughs> so that, fair enough. Right, so that's kind of where this happened. So um, MK Lightning won the Cup, it must have been a couple of years ago. Mm. And I remember going with Nathan to watch that and then sort of managed to kind of like uh, sort of enjoy a few drinks afterwards and celebration with some of the players as well. So Nathan was dancing on the tables, obviously, and we were buying shots for everyone. And it was just brilliant. So obviously Lewis Clifford, um, manager now, but I think he was, a, you know, sort of assistant manager as part mm. of the setup. So yeah, he was there. I've got to know him through, you know, sort of, you know, like just chatting about elite sport as well. So, yeah, and then all the other players, really. So I don't really want to name because I don't think they're in trouble for drinking shots with me on that night. Um, but, yeah, you know, I think it's just, it's interesting to see, obviously, we've had changes to the Lightning team. So obviously, they were in the, the big setup and then obviously the money changes. So you have seen a shift of international players and now we've got more, obviously, homegrown players. and. And, you know, it's, it's been weird and, and what's the word I'm trying to look for? It's, it's trying to say, I feel quite sad that in a, a sport who want, that wants to grow ends up so stuck when it comes to money and ownership and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I really feel for the players who want to go out there and perform and show the, their fans what they can do. And then there's all these restrictions and, which I don't quite fully understand. Um, so yeah, that that pains me a bit. But you know, the players that I know, you know, they do amazing. They really, really love the fans, and you know, and I think that's something special. We've got something really good going on in Milton Keynes that we have got that. I'm trying to think. Grant McPherson has, has just been a superstar coming back from retirement as well. And he's come back from hip surgery. With Ross Bowers as well, from what happened with his eye, mm. to come on and then you know to go and coach. You know, there's really good. Good group of people, and obviously we've got a famous, you know, singer's singer's son as well. You know, just to score loads of goals as well. <laughs> and he's done really well. One thing he's I've done all right, isn't he? <laughs> One thing I've noticed about Milton Keynes in dealing with him, I've, I've never had the, the fortune of going, unfortunately, but I, I worked with him when I, I worked with the Elite League for a couple of years and, and dealing with, with anybody um, down there since. It's the real sense of community there seems to be around the team, especially you know during the, the trouble with the, the move to the Elite League, which didn't work out. There was the issue with the ownership as well. Yeah. It changed hands again. That really came across that everybody just banded together. There was a time of need and, and everybody came together to, to get the club through the very difficult times. Yeah, and, you, and it's really weird because in Milton Keynes, obviously it's a new city and that's one thing that as a whole, as a city, we don't really have that sense of community. But when you go to the ice hockey, that's when you feel it the most. Um, we struggle with MK Don's football team, for instance, and we've got a few like rugby clubs but they're more in the villages outside that have got great, you know, great fan base and great um, people involved, you know, people like Tony Stratford and Oni, but they're again out of Milton Keynes. So we've never really had anything, but when you get to the ice hockey, then you suddenly see it and feel it. Um, you know, I've been on, you know, sort of on the golf days with the supporters groups, and I've been to some of the business uh, networking groups with the supporters as well, and got to know them. And you know what? They care so much, and they literally do a lot to try and keep people, you know, sort of the, the fundraise, you know, get money and you know, try and get the, the information out and keep people up to date and stuff. And I just thought, 
I don't know. I just didn't know about this. I never expected it. And it, again, maybe it's because it's ice hockey and it's just a sport that we're not, we just assume doesn't, I don't know, maybe because it's a winter sport. I'm not sure why we don't know enough about it. Um, but you know what, these guys do a lot and, you know, our, our new, local newspaper do loads of coverage for them as well. So yeah, they have got a fantastic fan, ba- fan base, really loyal. And we have, we do get good crowds there, um, at the, at Planet Ice. So yeah, it's, it's, it's all right. We just need to, I think it's stalled a little bit. I think it needs to go to the next stage now. Um, so hopefully in the next few years we can push those crowds a little bit more. Of course, they went back into the NIHL National League last year after their, their two-year stay in the Elite League. Lewis Clifford, as you mentioned, is the is the coach. Bit of a local legend down there, from what I understand. How good a job oh, yeah. has he done? <laughs> it's amazing. He's got such respect from the players. Um, I think because maybe he could, you know, he's stuck with them. You know, I think he may have had other offers somewhere else and everything, but he's really stayed true to Milton Keynes. And I think when you when you get as a player. You know, and you're you're grafting, doing that hard work. It's actually quite nice to know your coach is there, and you kind of know that they're they're in it for the long haul. There's nothing worse when you, you know, it happens in all sport. Coaches get lured away, or you know, trying to get on the next stage, or trying to go out of a career ladder, whatever it is. But when you know someone's with you, you like one of them, even though they're a coach. That's that's something special, and I think that's what that's what Lewis really brings to the side. You know, the guys love him, they know him, they, they know he's done all the hard work and grafting and he's there. And I think you can't, you can't put a price on that. So next season, we don't know when it's going to be. Obviously, we're in the midst of the coronavirus mm. pandemic, of course. I, I take it you're like one of the many fans who can't wait to get back to your rink and see the action again. I know, honestly. You know, it's made <laughs> what you, you've realised what you've missed. Mm. And I think sport is going to grow from this virus. Um, I think so many people have realised how much it means for the community, sport bringing people together, and, that, and sport does that. Sport does that regularly, whether it's football, ice hockey, rugby, whatever. Sport brings people together. It, you know, it means my boys, like I've taken my boys to a couple of matches and how much they love it. Um, you know, me, me and up with Nathan, that's our time together. We sort of get our drinks, sit down, have a little gossip while the, you know, the play's going on. I miss that. I think it's players, you know, they must, God, they must be like missing that adrenaline and everything like that. Sport, we will look back at this time and go, you know what, we, we should never depreciate what we had, you know, and I think that's, that's the only good thing we can, you know, can come from this, um, you know, that everyone's going to just go, well, we missed it, so make more of an effort to go out, not, oh, no, I can't be bothered today. No, because, you know, when it's gone, just remember how much we missed it. Speaking of uh, keeping entertained, you've been keeping many people entertained on Twitter with your, your sports quiz you've been doing. I've had a shot a few times my, <laughs> myself. It seems to have gone down rather well. Oh my goodness, right. I, was, I did it because I thought, oh, you know, lockdown will only be a couple of weeks. You know, let's do a little <laughs> bit of a sports quiz, keep people entertained. Or in week eight, week eight. So I've done it for like five days. Like, I am going crazy right now. And the, the questions are getting more and more random as well. <laughs> So um, I have put a couple of ice hockey uh, questions in there. So I think, you know, that's, that's good. You, you'll be pleased to hear. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's keeping me entertained. But my gosh, I am feeling it right now. The eight weeks of, yeah, so oh, 40 quizzes, uh, 20 questions. Yeah, my brain is kind of going now. 
Well, you're doing a fine job. And if anybody wants to take part in Gail's quiz on Twitter, if she's still doing it by the time this goes out, of course, <laughs> yeah. um, you can follow her at Gail Ems and uh, she'll keep you right with uh, the questions. Gail, thank you so much for joining us on the BIHO. Great to, to hear your, your thoughts on Milton Keynes Lightning. And uh, hopefully we'll be back in action soon. Definitely. Thank you for having me. This is the BIHO. B-I-H. Puckmasters. B-I-H. Welcome to Puckmaster, our new quiz on the BIHO. I've found another victim to take part in the quiz this week, and it's none other than Manchester Storm defenceman Zach Sullivan. Sully, thanks for joining us on the quiz this week. Before we, we get started on the quiz, how's lockdown been for you so far? Yeah, it's been all right. Um, it's not very, uh, really very different from my normal summer at the moment. So, um, yeah, it's been fine. Get to see my family a lot more, which is obviously a nice side effect that I think everyone's uh, experiencing. Um, and... Uh, Realising how stupid I am with all these quizzes I'm, I'm doing. We have, a, we have a family quiz every Sunday and then uh, a few of uh, me and a few of my ex-Glasgow teammates do on every Wednesday and they've, uh, they've not been going great. Well, you know, I mean, this is going to be an audio platform mainly, but um, just as, as we chat, you were saying there about the, you tried your own haircut. How did that work out for you? I think it worked out quite well. All my well, it just came from here, you know. Yeah. Again, that doesn't really work on an audio platform, but uh, certainly looking at it, it looks not too bad. Everyone's taking the, the mick out of me for it, but, you know, I'm, I've, got, I've got a mirror and a razor. I'm doing a pretty good job, I think. See, that's I, might, I might start keeping it long-term as well, just go to the hairdressers and, or just save myself some money and cut my own hair for the rest of my life. I don't know. Quite right. Well, you're taking part in Puckmaster. You've been good enough to join us for that. Basically, if you listened to the show last week, 10 questions. Uh, you've got bonus categories involved as, as well. Um, seven of the 10 questions, three points each. The bonus questions are worth six points. Um, total up for grabs is 39 points. Your bonus categories, which I'll get you to choose, Zach, are, if I can open the right page, um, it's where is it? British legends or over the border. British legends or over the border. I think I'm going to be equally bad at both, so I'll go British Legends. British Legends, good shout. Okay. Right, well, let's get started. Your 10 questions will start right now. This is Puckmaster. Question one In which year did the Elite League begin? 2004. Oh, one year out, I'm afraid. 2003. 2003. No points for that one, I'm afraid. Question two Hull Pirates compete in the NIHL National League, but under what name did the team from Hull compete in during the Elite League until 2015? Hull Stingrays. Hull Stingrays. Three points to you, Sully. Well done. Okay, your first bonus question in British Legends. What are the names of David Longstaff's two sons who are forging careers as footballers with Newcastle United? I'm a Newcastle fan. Yeah, oh, perfect. Here is Newcastle. Uh, Matty and Sean Longstaff. Absolutely. Six points to you. Well done. That takes you to nine. Question four, back to the, the general ice hockey questions. Who scored the game-winning goal in the 2017 playoff final between Cardiff Devils and Sheffield Steelers, the game that went to double overtime? I think. I know this one. <laughs> oh, We've God. seen it that many times, haven't we? I just hated playing against him because he was really good. I can't remember his name. He plays for Sheffield and I can't remember his name. You want to throw in a guess? I can't even think. No. I'm, I'm going to say Dowdy, but I know it wasn't. No, it was Levi Nelson. Levi Nelson yeah. who got the winning goal that year. Number five, how many teams compete in Germany's DEL? Is it 14, 16 or 18? 14. Correct. Another three points to you, Sally. Well done. That takes you to 12. (laughs) Back to British legends. Which year did David Clark first play for the senior GB men's national team? Before. He only retired a couple of years ago, so Um, I think. 
David Clark, when did he first play for the Senior GB Men's National Team? 2005. Oh, a little bit out. 2001. Yeah. That was when Clarky first played. Unlucky on that one. Seven. How am I supposed to know? I wasn't even playing ice hockey then. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven. Who retired as captain of the Peterborough Phantoms in the NIHL National League at the end of what is now last season? Uh, James Ferrara James Ferrara another three points well done number eight which player wore the number 85 jersey for Belfast Giants last year good player he is too I know Um, was it Smotherman it was not no it was Liam Reddix Mm. I was going to throw in the fact that you played against them in Europe Um, never mind okay uh, it's your second last question your last bonus question in netminders Stephen Murphy and Ben Bounds are two longest serving goalies in the elite league who is the third British uh, no, longest serving goalies in the Elite League, just any nationality. But just so happens, Stephen Murphy and Ben Bounds are the, the two longest serving. But who's the third? Bear in mind, Murphy and Bounds, over 10 years. I want to say Stephen Lyle. Oh, that's a good shout. Not the correct answer, though. It's Jody Lehman. Um, Jody. <laughs> Jody played six seasons. He's a three time league winner, um, two with the Elite League and one in the old BNL. And finally, okay. your last question. According to Elite Prospects, which player was the oldest to play in the Elite League last season? Last season. Last season. I'll give you a clue. You know him. I know him, dude. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know how old he is. Oh, Lane Omar. Lane Omar. Bang on. That's you. Well done. Right, let me just tally this up quickly. Um, 9, 12. That's you. 18. 18 points. Not bad. Is that better or worse than Lackov? Rob Lackovic got 21 last week. Wow, well, of course he did. So, not far off. Not far off, mate. But that's a good shout. Well done. Well done. Was, I, got, I got 18 more points than I thought I was going to get. So. <laughs> But a good effort nonetheless, Sully. Thank you very much for joining yeah, us. So the rest of the summer, obviously, is upon us. We're a long time before we know what's going to happen. Two guys signed at Manchester already, Tyson and Cam Critchlow. Uh, two good ones for, for the Storm's point of view. Pardon? So Cam and Tyson back for the, the Storm next season. Two good signings coming back. Yeah, they were... Um, I, th- I thought they were... You know, Finna said that Critchlow was one of the best two-way centres in the league and um, Fossey is a, just a bundle of energy. His, his speed off the mark is just incredible. Um, and they were they were two big players in our dressing room last year as well. You know, they got on with everyone. They made sure everyone was involved and kept everyone accountable as well, which is, um, I think, finding players who keep their teammates accountable is harder and harder to find um, these days. And yes, um, it's the start of a, it was it was the core of our team last year and and it looks like he's he's bringing them back this year so it's hopefully uh, they'll do well yeah not Good. not committing to anything. Well, Sully, thank you so much for joining us on the BIH show and taking part in Puckmaster. Um, it's always good to get a little bit of a test every now and again. Um, but stay safe and we'll see you again soon. This is the BIH show. The big interview. Well, if you think what's happening in the world has affected just the men's game, you'd be completely wrong, of course, with the women's game equally as affected. The lady I'm about to speak to is the captain of the GB women's team, as well as Solly Hull-Vixens, who were declared champion of the women's league um, earlier on uh, in the season. And I'm delighted to say on the line now, decorating as we speak, is uh, the captain herself, Saffron Allen. Saffron, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. So how is the decorating going then? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Uh, something to to keep us busy whilst we uh, can't do much else. So uh, yeah, not too bad, thank you. Is it painting, wallpapering, everything? 
a bit of everything yeah <laughs> everything um everything needs doing so the whole inside outside everywhere so uh yeah lots to do good job well as i say thank you for your time on this just get your reflections on the, the women's season overall disappointing as i'm sure it was to end in the manner it did how did you feel the season had gone for yourself personally and for solihull vixens yeah, I mean, as you say, it was um, a bit of a disappointment to, to have to cut it short, but, you know, it needs must, and obviously it was, you know, of course, the right decision. Um, yeah, not, 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 not a bad season, um, personally. I think uh, we were doing, doing pretty well, um, uh, and as a team, I think we had a great season. I think we were really on track to um, finish the season, you know, with, we had, you know, we had some tough games coming up, obviously, Bratnell and Guildford, but I think, you know, we were on the right stead to, to really... Um, Put in some good performances, so it was a bit of a shame not to not to be able to complete the season and um, do what we can in those games. And of course, the playoffs, which should have been uh, this this weekend or you know end of, end of May. So um, yeah, a bit 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 gutting not to be able to finish, but it is what it is, and we're ready to to, to go out as soon as we can and um, hopefully be able to play next season and um, show what we can do. Now you were declared the champions of the WNIHL, as I said. How weird is it to have been declared champions, but you haven't been able to to complete the job on the ice? That's it. Yeah, as I say, yes. You know, it was obviously great to to be announced champions, but it almost feels a little bit hollow. You know, with so many games left as well, and the big games as well. You know, as I say, Bracknell, and they're always tight games. And yes, we were we were at the top of the league at the time it was cut short, but um, I think it would have been a really exciting end to a season. So. Um, yeah, as you say, nice to be crowned it, but um, we we want to go out and do do a full season and and uh, win the league with a full season next next year. And of course, you had the the Bracknell Bees right behind you in the, the race for the title as well. Guildford Lightning a little bit behind you. I mean that that could have been a real good two horse race going into the final few weeks. That's it. Yeah, I mean the the league's always you know this year was especially was very very close and there was a lot of um, tight games and some really good games on the ice. You know Brat- the Bracknell games that we that we played were, were great games and um yeah as you say with them with those games left to play in the season it was um it was a shame not to be able to play them and um see see what happened but um yeah we look forward to them next season and do what we can to to um put out a good performance absolutely now, tell us about the state of the women's game obviously not a lot of well it doesn't get the, the, the coverage it deserves certainly and i think we're probably guilty of that at british ice hockey for one so how has the women's game come on in the last few years is there a is there a popularity grown in it i think it has i mean um as a player in the league definitely the the change up of the league to to uh, reduce the amount of teams um, that happened a few years ago was a was a fantastic move. You know, there were all the games in this league are you know um, competitive. You know, nearly every game is a tight scoreline and it's a good game on the ice. Um, and for me, that was a massive change in the game in this country. Um, yes, the game is coming on. Um, you know, it's it is difficult being you know in the elite league, which is top over here. Yet, you know, of course, all the women are still. We have to balance jobs and and everything, you know, outside life as well. So yes, it's difficult, and we don't get obviously the coverage that the men do. But that's how it goes, and it, it takes a long time. So little steps in the right direction all, all count. So whatever we can do, and every little step that that helps every year make, makes a difference in the end. So yeah. And of course, you missed out in the World Championships. Of course, this year also, I think that the squad has had went as far as um, a team being picked, but obviously the the, the travel never happened. Again, another disappointing occasion to, to miss out on. That's it, yeah. I mean, we had our last camp and we were, you know, we had our selection 
um, one day and then it was cancelled the next day. But that's how it goes. And as I say, with what's going on in the world at the moment, it was, of course, the, the, the right decision and needed to happen. Um, yes, disappointing. And the hardest thing, I think, is we don't know what's coming. You know, we don't know how quickly it's going to clear up and what countries are going to open borders when, you know. So even the next steps of our, it should be our Olympic qualifiers. Um, that I believe we should be in December. But again, whether that goes ahead and where it will be and what goes on with that, it's, it's so the unknown, I think, is the hardest bit. Um, and, of course, this World Championships, we're waiting for the Congress um, to decide, you know, what they can. But, again, they, you know, they've got the information we have and it's it's unknown. But, um, yeah, I mean, the World Championships obviously has, has been and gone and they've basically void them. So we go again next year. So, as I say, if we can get Olympic qualifiers before that, great. Um, but it's a waiting game, really, at the moment. That's it. That's all you can do. Just get yourself ready for for next season as much as possible. But that's the thing. We we just don't know when the season is going to happen. Yeah. You know, when do you reckon you'll start seeing some action? Some people reckon maybe early next year before we can start seeing crowds and as as playing games behind closed doors a possibility for the women's game. Do you think? Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, I have no idea in ice ice availability and when that will become available to us. Um, obviously, the sooner the better in my eyes. But no, it's safety comes first, and obviously, you know, you've got to take into consideration the teams are sat in the change room together. So things like that will make an you know make a difference to to when we're allowed to go back. But yeah, I mean, women's game we don't get the crowds that the men get, obviously. So in that sense um behind closed doors isn't i guess as a bigger deal for us and obviously we don't we don't get the income um from the doors anyway so for us i think that affects us less than obviously the men's game um but yeah who knows when the uh, when the when the rinks will be able to open their doors for us and um but hopefully not too long because obviously being off the ice for so long it's uh yeah, very strange. <laughs> <laughs> it sure is. Now, next year's World Championships, it was meant to be in Spain um, this year. Will it be Spain next year? Or, again, is that a decision that we're, we're waiting to hear? As far as I'm aware, I, I, we don't know um, for definite. I think that's, again, a, a conversation in the Congress that's going to mm. happen. Um, I've kind of taken a guess that it will be you know, the same tournament, just the lady year, but who knows, it, it might it might change. Um, we don't know how Spain will take it and whether, I guess, they want, one, the teams coming in and two, you know, lots of things go into um, organising it. So I, I we don't know for definite. I think um, we should find out after the Congress. So have you kept in touch with a lot of your teammates just to see how they're getting on and how they're getting through this uh, this lockdown? Yeah, I mean, we tend to talk to, to a fair few teammates, um, as it is anyway. But yes, uh, getting pulling each other through it, I think. Even, you know, you're off ice training. It's At times it can be hard to motivate when you don't know what, you know, is coming next. Um, you don't know when the season will start and you don't know what GB has to hold, you know, what's coming. And so, yeah, teammates and in touch with people is definitely um, a big help during this I think that goes for everybody, whether in hockey and and outside of hockey. I think we've got to stick together and get through it and um, come out the other side. And what about yourself personally, Saffron? Obviously, your your line of work, I think it's physiotherapy you're in. So not a lot going on in that front as well? No. So, yeah, I'm a sports therapist, uh, self-employed sports sports therapist. So, um, yeah, I'm mobile, so in and out of houses normally and treating people one-to-one. So none of that can happen at the moment. So um, that's another aspect you know you've got a waiting game to see what happens and when I can can go back to to work hence the decorating and the, <laughs> the getting jobs done so um yes uh, yeah it's uh, it's one of those that I think well everybody's been affected you know of course and um 
yeah, whenever it's safe to do so, it'll be nice to, to get back to some form of normality. I, I get in your line of work, you need that face-to-face contact, that physical contact. Can you do anything online in that line of work? Some people have been doing kind of sessions and um, and bits online. I haven't really. Um, one, because I've been trying to keep busy doing other bits and bobs. And two, I, I like the, the one-to-one, the, the you know, the... Um, physical assessment yeah. of somebody and being able to see them functionally and and bits and bobs so yes there's there's a you know there are people out there that are, have taken to it and they're doing really well um but as i say i've kind of um, i haven't gone into that at the moment um just trying to stick it out and get back to to doing my job as soon as, as soon as we can and have you got to the stage now where you're, you're champing at the bit to get back on the ice and and, and get a feel of the, the skates again <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. There's only so much uh, rollerblading you can do and other bits and bobs, but yeah, I c- can't wait to get on the ice whenever that that may be. Excellent, Saffron. Thank you so much for joining us on the BIH show. Good to hear what's happening uh, in the women's game, or obviously lack of at the moment. But hopefully, won't be too long before you're all back together again. Absolutely, no. Thank you for having me. Thank you. This is the BIH show. That's us for this week. Before we go, we want to invite you to take part in Puckmaster and test your ice hockey knowledge. Drop us a direct message on Twitter at BritIceHockey or on Facebook and register your interest. We'd love to have you on board in a future show. Next week, Carlo Fanucci of Five Flyers is next to have a go, so listen out for how well he did. Milton Keynes Lightning's Grant McPherson is going to share his dream first line with us as he decides who he would line up with from players he's played with or against. Plus, we'll have another big interview for you to look forward to as well. In the meantime, my thanks to Gail M, Saffron Allen and Zach Sullivan for joining us on the show this week, as well as producer Stuart Priest for his work, as always. If you have any ideas about any possible features for the BIH show, get in touch with me, either on Twitter at BIHCraig or at Brit Ice Hockey, or by email craig.anderson at britishicehockey.co.uk. Keep your eye on British Ice Hockey for features, news and blogs as we keep you updated throughout the summer. The website, britishicehockey.co.uk. In the meantime, as always, stay safe, stay at home, wash your hands, maintain social distancing where applied and only go out when you have to and keep the exercise going, folks. Do that and we'll have hockey back soon. I'm Craig Anderson and we'll talk to you soon on the BIH Show. Bye for now. Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.